Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Um, welcome to Lubbock, the score in. Um, been waiting for y'all. Definitely going to talk here before we get out of here about the uh, DeGrom situation. You're just joining us. Uh, we've kind of started with the NBA Finals, of course, since we have Game 3 tonight. Jonas needs Denver to win to keep his hope, his his storylines together. I'm just gonna start calling Jonas's predictions. What's your storyline for this game, Jonas? Um, but that's fair. Yeah, we both picked the Nuggets, but I just felt like it, this was gonna be a chance to be a six-seven game series. Now, um, so we talked about the adjustments in that, and then I kind of mentioned that, and we'll get to it. But um, before we kind of went to break a while ago. Jay DeGrom, you know, the Rangers get some bad news, um, of course. Uh, you know, we'll get to it later, but they get some bad news with Jake DeGrom. And then when, we're going to have the audio later, but I want you to listen to this and the pain in his voice. Like, you always, athletes always say tongue-in-cheek because they don't want to be hated. They don't want to be the villain. Like, oh, it ain't about the money. It's not about the money. You know, and 95% of the time is about the money. When you listen to this, you'll see Jake, and you and just go look at how much I, – I, I don't know, what was it, like 160, 180? Go look at how much the Rangers just gave him to leave New York. 185 okay. over five years. All right, and I'm going to give you my point to that when we get back. Uh, but um, real quick before we move on, um, I don't know if anybody's been on the Internet. Of course, we all live on the Internet daily, but I'm pretty sure y'all are on there What's right now. What's Internet you talk about? Um, I know that sounded dumb. What, but you didn't let me finish. I should have said, I don't know if y'all been online today. Of course, we've been all internet. Um, but this situation with this area, like if you go look at New York right now, like I don't know, I'm old enough. I know most of y'all. I don't know when God asked this guy. Uh, you swear, like the marshmallow man's coming, like Ghostbusters in real life, about to happen. Like there's a hate. There's an orange. Like the whole city looks like an orange. Like it's like damn near almost. Like Armageddon's coming or somebody. It almost looks like Ghostbusters. I'm waiting to see the Marshmallow Man walk down New York. Have you seen this? Yeah, and actually there are Canadian wildfires. Because when I first saw the video that I saw had a bridge and you couldn't see the end of the bridge. And it looked for a second like it might be you know the Golden State Bridge. And I was like, wait a minute, is California dealing? Because I have family that lives in Oregon. I have friends that live in California, and so I've seen pictures and videos of the air quality when they're de- when they're dealing with forest fires, and so I but I wouldn't assume New York, but can- Canada is dealing with some forest fires right now, and so that's where you have that blowing over and that orange glow, and the air they're on a air quality alert right now because then they have some flights delayed out of Lagoria, then they have some flights earlier. I think that was delayed because I think it's most of I forgot how many cities or states that's under air quality alert right now. Um, kind of what you're saying, this is coming. So, this comes from fires from Canada. We're getting this from yeah, Canada, Canadian wildfires right now. And then, uh, I mean, look at the impact on the sports world. You've got White Sox at Yankees, tonight. yeah. I'm hearing that game might be canceled or postponed. Uh, yeah, when you <laughs> It's hard enough to track a fly ball 
You know, for the average person, could you imagine looking up there and in, into that sky? Well, also to- safety, man. You don't want you can't be having fans and players inhaling that smoke and that 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 you know, especially if you're on a horrible air quality alert. I didn't know it was a fire cover kid. I just like yo, I knew it was air quality. But I'm like, man. It's like Ghostbusters. Yeah, Canadian wildfires trending on Twitter right now, as is air quality. Um, Astros might be impacted as well. They have a game in Toronto um, mm. tonight. So, Tell you, man. I'm trying to see, look through the whole MLB schedule and just see what might, what else might be feeling it. Thanks a lot, Vegas Knights and Florida Panthers. I'll tell you, Canada's pissed. Like, how the hell is this a Stanley Cup finals? They didn't even get below freezing ever in those damn places. But anyway... All right, keeping it moving. So yeah, that's my take on that, man. James Harden is full of it. He he he's not torn as as he says he is, um, in my opinion. Also, sticking with the NBA, I've been meaning to bring this up for like the last few days, but um, Reeves, Austin Reeves, and Edwards from Minnesota, they've declared for the U.S. national team already. I should say committed to the U.S. not declared, but committed to the U.S. national team already. Uh, there's a couple. That, well, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because um, that I've been wanting to bring this up is because it's a good. I mean, we all know where our U.S. national men's team has been over the last ten to fifteen years. Um, with in regards to are our best players playing? Do we go back to sending college kids over instead of pros? And then pretty much the wake up call um, was Argentina and Manu Ginobili. Um, and that kind of changed the whole landscape of the way that USA ran their national team. You know, Coach K going to get Coach K, Colangelo, uh, you know, overseeing this whole thing. You know, Pop just won a gold medal uh, this past Summer Olympics. So, to me, I think the reason why it's important for me to acknowledge Austin Reeves um, and Edwards from Minnesota is because, look, Edwards is one of the up-and-coming faces of the league. Uh, and, you know, Austin kind of jumped on the scene out of nowhere this year for the Lakers and really kind of exploded in their playoff run. I think it's good to get the young youth excited and committing early uh, to the U.S. national team because if you look – and the other reason why I'm bringing this up because I heard what Wimby said – and Wimby's been saying a lot since he knows he's going to be the number one overall pick. But Wimby made it be known he wants to beat the U.S. in basketball. Now, this team that they've got and what I'm hearing in France, this because I'm thinking like, damn, man, Diaz old. They ain't even in the league no more. I mean, uh, you know, Gobert's old as hell. Yeah, but I'm hearing they've got some young cats on the France team when we get to that point. We're some years away. So that's another reason why I'm bringing this up, because I feel like, you know, as you get all these international players and you're about to have, you know, the first French born player taking number one overall, um, unless the Spurs do something out of left field, um, you know, go with scoop. And I guarantee if they do that, it'll be they'll be it won't be honking down on commerce and everything. It'll be picket lines and everything else. Then that's when you'll start hearing for heads a roll. But. You're about to have the first-born France player to go number one overall. Because when you look at this, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but, I mean, look at it. Because we talk about the global game. And, and look, the NFL is trying to get a 10-5% <laughs> of global recognition of what the NBA has been able to do. Um, look at this. I mean, the best player in the playoffs right now has been this year is Joker. Where is he from? He ain't, he ain't American. You got Luka Doncic that's down in Dallas. 
All right. I mean, you've got, I mean, of course, Giannis. I mean, hell, if you just look at the last few guys winning damn the MVP. Last three MVPs. Yeah. You know, last three people to win MVPs yeah. spanning, what, five years? Because you have Giannis's two, you have Joker's two, and then you have Embiid this year. Yeah. So, look, man, the moral of this story and this message is that for the men's basketball, NBA-born players is going to – Restore pride to put that red, white, and blue on because the rest of these guys, these star, and then we're not talking about like this ain't like Tony Kukoc, even though he was a bad man over there coming over like, oh, okay, they're like, hey, he's just a nice addition to, you know, the Bulls dynasty run. They picked him up for the right time in the second three-peat. Nah, man, these guys are coming over here being number one overall picks and face of the league. That's what this college generation, that's what this younger generation of NBA players and current and college upcoming, but they've got to understand that, you know, because that's the one thing that I feel like, when you like in American, especially basketball, that's one thing that yes, it's obvious the rest of the world has caught up to a they they they've caught up tremendously. But the one thing is you cannot allow is to have them totally past you. Okay, that's my message, you know, for this all. But very interesting though. But 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 props to them. So Reeves and Edwards declare hell. Also hell, Reeves is supposedly uh, he was spotted I think by TMZ or somebody spotted. Uh, what's the girl's name? On um, um, uh, one con- uh, Taylor Swift. Supposedly Taylor Swift and, and Reeves have, have been spotted. And I'm like, damn. Like, first of all, look, Taylor Swift is. I mean, she looks like the average girl next door. I've never, I've never looked at Taylor. So first of all, I'm probably old enough to be her dad. It feels like, so I wouldn't even go there. But that's still Taylor Swift. She's a whole different tax bracket than Austin Reeves is already. It's like, damn, man, like NBA action catching you that quick. I'm like, damn, he just jumped on the scene and he's having he's hanging out with Taylor Swift already. Like, damn, you know, eight, seven, seven, three, seven grind. What you got um, on the note of the international play? Uh there's two two things here, real quick. And you talk about young France coming up. If you've been watching anybody watching the Wembenyama, you know games they've been playing on the NBA app and everything. Uh, Koulibaly is another. He he's he's on Koulibaly. Uh huh. He's on Wembenyama's team over there in France, and he's being projected to be a, a first round pick. He's 19 years old. He's another young kid, but he's getting a lot of shine because. All the attention on Wembenyama, all the attention on these games. There's reports that he could be a lottery pick as well um, in this year's class. Mm. Uh, mm. So there's another little nugget for you. And then when you look at the rest of Team USA, the other names that we do have from Sporting News, Anthony Edwards, of course, and, and um, Austin Reeves joining uh, Tyrese Halliburton, McCall Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Bobby Portis. Um, on that 2023 FIBA roster yeah. that we're looking at in, for August, got a ways to go. I mean, we see. I mean, because look, man, you're about to usher out. Like I said, LeBron, he, ain't got, he has no reason to go to. He ain't gonna be around to go to the next Olympic thing. Steph Curry, he can still be playing, but Steph is gonna be a part. Of, I mean, he's done, been there and done that. You know, you're gonna have to start having some of the young guys to get ready to carry the mantle and and keep the thing going. Eight seven seven three seven grind. All right, what else NBA? I think that was pretty much for the hardwood that I want to get to. We talked about the James Harden situation. Um, oh, Chris. 
Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I just came across my radar. He said that his daughter is to the I forgot what grade she's in, but she's to the point in school where she's having to get, quote unquote, maybe harassed and having heard things like your daddy's never going to win a championship. And um, does that shock me? No, kids are cruel. Okay, especially in these at, days and times. At ten years old too. Yeah, that, you know, that's just how cruel. Old she is. Just cruel. And that, and you know, there's there's boys in there that's telling. I, I doubt any young girls are saying that. Boys are t- there's the young boys that's listening to their daddy going to work. You know, my dad says your dad ain't never going to win. He oh, why your daddy always hurt? Um, when I hear things like this, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because again, there's been no announcement. There's been nothing said. We know that there's you know they just introduced Frank Vogel as the head coach of Phoenix. Um, when I hear those things, I feel like those are the things that really is making it and will make it difficult for Chris Paul to finally hang it up because he's a pit bull. He's a competitor. I mean, but your body tells your mind might be saying one thing, your body's saying the other, but he's definitely a competitor. And I think with that, it's made more money than anything. So he's not playing for the money. But you just wonder, is that, does that right there, hearing that from your 10-year-old daughter, knowing that's even circulating with her, you wonder, is that going to be the thing that keeps him maybe hanging around a little bit too long, a little bit longer? Because I've already told you that. I just feel after watching this playoff run and really the last few with Chris Paul, it's like, damn it if you don't. I, I told you last year, this time last year, I said, look, going into next season, speaking of the season we just got out of the 2023 season, he cannot play 82 games. There's no way, and he didn't. You know, he really didn't. But the reality of it is, is that what we've seen, not just with him, with some of these other players, you micromanage their time and their minutes. But when you get the postseason, you think they can ramp it up. And we see at that age and at that, you know, mileage on Chris Ball, the body to incorporate. But that just also in the message of that segment is kids are cruel, especially these days and time. But let's take out paddling, though. Let's take that away from school and everything. Don't touch them. But anyway, but. Also, well, you know what? With the new audience, I'm getting more comfortable. I'll just let you know really how I feel on all different things. You don't have to digest it. You can throw it back, but I'm still going to tell you. Um, all right, switching gears here. Uh, before we get to the pigskin, the other bigger story that we spent a lot of time on yesterday was the Tour Live and the PGA merger. Um. There's more that's come out. I know when we were talking about this in real time, Jonas was letting us know there was a meeting, an actual phone conference of 200 golfers as we spoke. Um, And from all reports from different angles, this has gotten real heated. Um, Now, Rory has broke his silence. and, And I gave out the scenario yesterday. I said, what about the golfers that are ranked 100 ranked 120 hell even if you go to the golfers that are like the 70 ranked from 50 to 80 even in the top cracking the top 50 they must be heated and how do they feel um because there's a lot of different angles to this and i know michael collins uh the brother that's on the four-letter network uh that basically is the ex-caddy he's the big you know big gentleman there you know jolly guy with the beard and all that I was he was doing an interview with Scott Van Pelt and he had brought up he was because he's well connected. So he said he had even guys, you know, I heard Scott talk about this, too. They had guys in the tour that was texting them, you know, for updates like, hey, man, did y'all know about this? We didn't even know about this, you know, through the day before this meeting took place yesterday evening. 
And after the meeting, he was able to talk to a couple of these guys and get everybody's temperature and explanation. And he said one thing, you know, that they left out of the meeting was that there was still nothing was resolved. OK, nothing was resolved. The meeting lasted for approximately about an hour, a little bit over an hour. There was a lot of yelling and shouting going on. I'm hearing reports. Somebody told Rory to uh, to F off and shut up. I was like, you know what? That's somebody. I promise you that's I, if I had to get first of all, that's an American golfer that probably did. There's only two things. That's American golfer. Or either that's somebody on the European side on the Ryder Cup that feel like, you know, Rory took bullets. I mean, he was trying to protect it and he said it. He tried to protect the PGA at the time. But look back to the reaction. Um. Based off of Michael Collins's reporting and based off of everything you see on major publications today about certain golfers like, yeah, we didn't know. And, and really, what does this mean? We don't even know. I mean, Rory talked a little bit about in his press conference, just like, hey, you might see some type of team activity. Um, I don't know. You might this, this. But the reality of it is, he said, I still hate live. He tried to spin it a certain way. But let me tell you what I think the fallout of this is really going to be with this decision, the merger, based off the reaction that we're hearing from Michael Collins uh, after talking to some people that were on that call in that meeting and really hearing the reaction today. I want to tell you what I think the fallout's going to be and kind of talked about that yesterday a little bit. But we'll get into it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. All right, keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel whiskey, which is distilled in, in uh, Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey is specifically created to collaborate the bold spirit of independence and hard work ethics with American cowboy and cowgirl. That is Pendleton Whiskey, which is an official spirit of the Pro Rodeo uh, Cowboy Association, and it's an official uh, whiskey of the PBR Velocity Tour, and it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of the Sports Grind as well. 877 737 grind all right so keeping it moving and let's go back to talking about uh the live situation and i'm not going to spend as much time as we on yesterday because i've kind of given you my thoughts but i wanted to at least be able to react to some of the reaction to the players and what we're hearing out of these meetings um first of all before we play the rory audio because i'll respond and have my thoughts to that um, this is kind of what I talked about yesterday, what I mean, what's going to be the fallout of this. And yesterday when we talked about this in real time, as it was coming down yesterday, I had talked about really after really thinking about this, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of angles from this to why it happened in behind the scenes and why it happened so abruptly and why not too many people knew about it. I said, you know, you have to wonder about the leadership standpoint of the PGA which Jay's in the seat, okay? Um, and to me, you know, when you hear the comments from the players and you hear how heated this got this call, there's whether you had some people that crossed the line and you know, the original ones, the the Phils, the Dustin Johnson, Kepka, all these guys, the one thing I think that they've got to be unified on going forward is getting a new commissioner of the PGA. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't it Finch or something before him? Let me. I think his name was Finch or something like that. I could be wrong, but I don't think I don't think Jay's been a commissioner that long in the PGA. I don't think he's been in the seat this long. I could be wrong, but um, but that's what my gut tells me. That's what I think. You know what you got. Um, Tim Fincham. Tim Fincham. There you go. And yeah, uh, Monahan took over in 2017 as the fourth PGA right. Tour commissioner. So he's been there probably about six years. Um, you know, um, it's one of those situations to where this was just handled with bad leadership, because you know if you look at it. Rob and and I think you know I think Jay has come into the territory where he's entering Robert Manford territory the the commissioner for baseball Manford where a lot of players 70% of the players don't have respect for him and they don't like him and part of the reason why they like him because half the time he talks out the side of his mouth depending on the city he's in and telling a lot of stuff and really they feel like he's just not a baseball guy he don't love baseball so I think when you handle something like you handle with something as delicate as this tour live situation for the last, you know, 18 to 24 months almost, I think it's one of those that and you do a deal like this, you make a decision with you and the PGA board members and all that without really consulting with the tour, the people that make the engine go, the players. 
I don't know how you survived that because you put a lot of people in some tough situations. And I think, you know, Rory, one of the things he did say, he said he felt like a sacrificial lamb. Now, granted, I'm not, I don't feel too bad for Rory because I know Rory took this mantle and took the baton and ran with it for multiple reasons and part of his own reasons. Because I believe a guy that grew up idolizing Tiger Woods, uh, his father mimicking all the train, everything they did to kind of get to Tiger's point, building a relationship with Tiger Woods. I think Roy looked at this as an opportunity like, hey, you know what? I'm going to I've got a few majors under my belt. Um, you know, I'm going to be outspoken more about something than maybe Tiger Woods or people said before me. So part of this was Roy took this challenge on himself, I believe, because he felt it was wrong. And, and again, he didn't have all the information at first. But like all of us, we knew what the deal was or where the money was coming from. And that's kind of that. Now, with that said, so my whole point, I think the fallout of this is that I don't know how Jay survives this. I'm not going to say that he's going to be forced to step down immediately, but I don't anticipate the players and we're talking, and I'm not talking about the top 25, 30 guy. I'm talking about the bottom guys that I don't see how they ever get past this with him. Regardless, whatever type of money is influxed into this situation, I don't know long term how he really survives this. But pushing that to the side, let's listen how Roy, now Roy, this is his actual, not initial reaction. This is him showing up because there's a tournament this week, right? Yeah, the RBC in Canada, okay. of all places. Well, I wonder how that's going to happen if they got fires in Canada and they got New York looking like it's, it's about to be a Ghostbuster scene, man. Yeah, and, and, and really quick on that note, uh, the Phillies game tonight has been postponed and the Yankees has done MLB also uh, announced on that. Where's, was Philly at home tonight? Yeah, they were uh, hosting – uh, the the tonight's game between the Phillies and the t- Detroit Tigers has been rescheduled due to, the, due to the air quality in Philadelphia area. Damn, so Philly's got bad air quality too. Well, I mean, it just it just comes right down from New York, man. My goodness, it's a quick commute. Uh, but goodness. but Rory, you know, at the RBC uh, Championships uh, yeah. spoke with the media address, and, and of course, the first questions um, as soon as uh, it was opened up to the floor uh, was on uh, this merger. I think with the headlines being merges with live, like that's not the, I mean, if you look at the structure of how it's structured down, this, this new company sits above everything. Jay's the CEO of that. So technically anyone that is involved with live now would answer to Jay. So, you know, the PJ tour have, have control of everything. And the one thing as well is, you know, whether you like it or not, the PIF, we're going to keep spending money in golf. At least the PGA Tour now controls how that money is spent. You know, so I'd, you know, if you're thinking about some, you know, one of the biggest sovereign wealth funds in the world, would you rather have them as a partner or, the, or an enemy? Um, at the end of the day, money talks, and you'd rather have them as a partner. Um, that's the first time I've heard that. And my first initial reaction is um, you spend no time consulting anything with your PR team. Uh, Roy has Rory has talked in front of media for years, hundreds of thousands of media. OK, that's not really where I'm getting at Where I'm getting at with your PR team, because first of all, I can tell you just listen to Rory list this right now. You hey, I say this all the time. I tell AC this all the time. D- don't straddle the fence. Don't play the fence, man. You you got to pick a side. And what I said is, look, he's in. Trust me, he's in a tough spot 
because he was the guy that was carrying the mantle, speaking more than Tiger, speaking more than anybody like, hey, this is wrong. This is this. This is that. Take a shot to Greg Dormer, which I think this is that's part of this story that I think that's not getting uh, talked about enough. I'll add that here in a minute. Um, that's just to me, that's a guy that's playing the middle and to understanding he was put in a tough spot. But at the same time, knowing where the money coming from, like bringing up the new company that's formed, the new LLC, and then basically sitting there like, well, you know, Jay's going to be at top and we get it. No, man, it, it you are. You have merged with Live, and some of that money from Saudi is going into fund some of these big ass purses that's about to come down the line that everybody's going to be playing for. I, I mean, that's just the reality, and that's the reason why I go back to Jay. I don't understand how he survives this because not only has he burnt some of the top golfers in the world, it's the bottom feeders. Because if you if you listen to, um. You know, last night, if you listen to the interview with Michael Collins and, and, and Scott Van Pelt, you will see the reaction that Collins got for some of the players. Like he's talking to like he said, he's talking to guys that are ranked like a golfer that's ranked like 212 in the world. That was saying like nothing that told Michael, you know, confidentiality, like, hey, nothing was resolved in this. Jonas has let me know during the break. We've got a suspect. We've, we've got the culprit now who basically told on this call to Rory to f off who 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 was who takes credit for that uh through sports illustrated grayson murray uh who is currently ranked 227th in the world um had responded at first he said uh you know we don't trust you jay you lied to our face uh rory replied uh told telling murray just play better grayson and uh murray replied F off. Well, first of all, I would have told Rory more than that. Like, how dare you? Like, you know what? Like, you, uh, you know what I would tell Rory? Like, well, your ass played better with expectations. When the last time you won something? You supposed to be good. I just got my tour card. That's so. And, and you know what? And for the record, I've never been a big fan of Rory. I respected him, but I've given this is the guy that had a hundred million coming out before from Nike before he stepped on the course, but didn't get them results that Edric Elder did. He got to walk the line that Eldrick did, but he didn't get no results when Nike gave him 100. And this is the same guy that that quit in the middle of a tough round and said it was because of Wisdom Tooth. I'm never going to forget that. So this ain't about all that right now. I'm trying to be in Roy's corner on this, but I didn't know that he basically took shots at a golfer that's ranked like 200 spots behind his ass. Like, seriously? I, you know, I thought this is a guy saying, shut up, Roy, don't come and talk now, which there were some guys on that call that probably felt that way. Like, Roy, we don't hear you now, man. You don't don't try to spin nothing. The bottom line is, is that Rory is wrong. The money, I don't care about the LLC. The money is going. They're going to have to understand that you getting some of that Saudi money. And if you win some people, I guarantee you uh, families from 9-11. Those people that are passionate about that, I guarantee they're going to call it blood money. Now, the reality of it is, is that America does billions and billions and billions of dollars of business with the Saudis. And some people feel like if you're not going to hold America up to the standards of not doing business with them, when we know what their values and their cores are, their leadership I'm not going to I'm not going to paint everybody that's come from Saudi descent that basically, you know, believes in all their core leaders of some of their tactics and beliefs in the world of you. And I'm not going to sit there and stereotype all of them because as a black man, I don't want to be stereotyped either. 
But reality of it is that money is coming from that region that's going to make these purses go. Rory is just, that's why I say he didn't consult with his PR people. I would have had a little bit. That sounds like a guy that's trying to play the middle and play the middle of fits. Because according to Michael Collins, two golfers, like what we're talking about, according to this SI article who called Rory out, that's ranked, what, you say 217th in the world? Uh, he's 227. Okay, so those golfers are nervous. Because they're thinking like, okay, what does this mean? This merge, does this mean that I'm going to lose my car? Does it mean the field's going to be shrunking? And now instead of having 200 golfers in the world that could have their tour card or three, we're going to limit that to only. Those are the things that don't have, ain't getting paid eight-figure money to have this company on their bag or to wear this hat or to play with these clubs. Those are guys that are staying in Motel 6s and everything else for four days while hoping that they qualify and make the cut. Those are the guys we're talking about. Those are the ones that are nervous. And I believe those are the ones, the reason why the way this was handled, you can't let Jay. Jay, I don't see how he survives this long term. He'll stick around for a little bit, but this has to be. I've seen commissioners take down for a lot worse than this. It's like this deal was talked in the back alley more than anything. Like they flew his ass on a private, a big ass private plane out in Saudi and then talked to him like, hey, this is what we're going to do. I mean, what the hell? 877 Three seven grind. Moving on uh, to the National Football League. Um, OTAs continue to roll on. You know, I meant to bring this up yesterday, and we didn't get to it because I wanted to have the discussion about who we thought. Because I, you know, this is not really a big deal to me anymore, but I know it's a big deal for the culture, the younger generation of players that are coming up that have grew up on this particular game. But I wanted to have the discussions in regards to the Madden cover yesterday. And I hate that I didn't get to it. I knew they were going to release it today, but I was going to have a question and put it out there on Twitter like, hey, who should get the Madden cover? Now, we know who it is, but for the record, who I was going to tell you who I thought it should have been or who should have got it was probably the kid out of Minnesota, the receiver. Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson got it. Now, the award, the winner to Josh Allen. And what's crazy about this is you would think out of four teams to go, I mean, out of a team to go to the Super Bowl four times, he's the first Buffalo Bill to ever grace the front cover of Madden. And you got to think, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, which they hardly ever put D. There's, I, you could probably count on one hand how many defensive players have ever made the cover. You could probably count on maybe one hand, maybe the course of five, maybe max seven defensive players, if, if, if that. But just think about that. All the great Buffalo Bills that have ever played, and he's the first Madden cover. Now, what do you got? It's worth noting that the Madden cover didn't start featuring athletes. What Madden came out in 94? Um, first athlete to grace the cover, if I'm not mistaken, was Eddie George in 2002. Um, and you've had athletes all the way up Good until two true. years ago. So Jim Kelly's That's time true. might not have been there. You're right. Thomas You're right. I wasn't thinking about that. I just know Madden's been. I didn't. I hadn't broken down like when they start putting covers. I just remember Madden. I remember Madden came out on Commodore 64. Now, what some of what what you youngsters know about that and the Tandy 1000. I had a Tandy computer. I remember Tandy's used to ask me, hey, man, we need to get a computer. Man, you want, I remember going to the mall, Radio Shack. Remember that old school stuff? Computers first coming out in the mid-80s, 7,000, 6,000. And you look at it today, and all they had was green lettering on it. It was just all that slow stuff. Look, 
All I know is Madden came out on Commodore 64. So, I, yes, technical, Jonas. I guess you're right. In regards to the players actually getting to grace the cover, um, you'd have to go back. And, and you said and Eddie George was the first one? That's a good trivia question. If I'm question. not mistaken, uh, then that would have been 20, uh, 2022. Um, or, sorry, 2002. Um, I, one I of the coldest to... ones was – not to cut you off, my bad. No, um, one of the coldest ones to me was the one with Vic – on the verge, just overpowered. On um, the, they made Vic so un like you can't say unrealistic. There was nothing you could do playing against anybody that knew that played good that was using Michael Vick on that year. Nothing. I mean, you took him out. No matter what the angle was, no matter what, there was nothing you could do. But I think just the look of it, I, that Atlanta jersey seven, that was a cold cover. I retired from playing Madden probably in two thousand and. Probably six or seven, 2006. And I fell off for like five, six years, but that was right after I broke up as a single at that time. You used to have guys come over. Hey, man, come over. The party did that. Let's, let's rekindle, play some Madden. And that lasted for like months. And then that was like, all right, that's enough of that. But I thought it should have been Jefferson. Um, but it's Josh Allen. Now, there's a course of players and generation players think that's not great news. Now I don't know. Have we able have have the has the Madden streak ever been the jinx ever been broken or is that still out there? Has anybody broken the Madden jinx? Well, it depends on what you determine the jinx to be. If you mean injuries or if you mean complete fall offs, um, you know, if anything in recent in, in recent history, it's more delayed. Than an immediate impact? I would say a mixture of both because I know, that of course, we went through a stretch there where like three or four years in a row, whoever got the man cover ended, you know, suffered a season ending injury. But I also think we've had some years where guys got on and they've had horrible years too. I and, thought. And you have, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes won his first title um, with the Chiefs after being on the cover. Um, again, you know, Tom Brady, the last time he was on the cover was 20, uh, 2019. I think, and because of and uh, that was the Eagles Super Bowl. He won MVP, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. So that's why I'm saying, like, okay, we'll qualify True. what you mean by I falling off. But then you look at and, and OBJ had a good season after he was on the cover, but then has an injury two years later. So you know, Michael Vick, it didn't, it wasn't immediately, but it was shortly after. So technically, it's kind of been broken. But like another couple weeks, three weeks, we read a Josh Allen goes well, down. I would to- say a year or two. Okay. Give it another year, and what what is Josh and and the way he plays? Now, I wonder if it comes down to where in camp says Josh Allen report comes. Josh goes down at training camp. Now we starting if we starting it there again. Yeah. Why am I talking about injuries, man? I don't want to bring no bad karma on anybody's team. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 